Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Help of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Kuf Aleph. We left off on Daf Kuf Aleph, Amad Aleph, all the way on top of the Amid. The Gemara is going to quote a Braisa that reviews the din that we learned in the Mishnah. Tan Rabbanon, we learned in a Braisa. Hanoisin Eitzim Lacharash, if a person gave wood to a carpenter, Lasais Mehem Kisei, to make, to fashion a chair. And Vasa Mehem Safso, and the carpenter deviated. Very similar to the case of the Mishnah of the dyer applying the wrong color. He made something else. Or Safsol, the owner, gave him the raw material to make a bench and Vasumem Kisei. So, like we learned in the Mishnah, number one, Rabbi Meir holds that someone who deviates is like a robber. Halachically, is considered a robber. And the din of a robber is, is that the moment they make a Shinui, their kaina, the item that they stole, that they robbed. Now, obviously, they have to give to the owner its value, kishas hagzela, but the thing itself belongs to the robber. So, like we learned in the Mishnah by the dying, so here also, the carpenter keeps the bench, the chair. He owes the owner of the wood the value of the wood. And as we spoke out, the Rashi in the Mishnah, what happens now? If the owner of the wood tells the carpenter, you know what, now that it's a bench, Zolzain, I'll take it. He can't do that. The carpenter tells him the bench is mine. Here's the money for the wood. You want to buy a bench? He can charge him whatever he wants. To which Rabbi Huda doesn't find it fair that he should benefit. So we penalize him. Rabbi Huda says that no, that he gets to keep the chair, the bench. He doesn't have to pay him full price. But he pays him the lesser of the following two options as we spoke out in the last year. There's something called Yitzia, the expenditures, the expense. So by the dying, we spoke out, the expense of dying is the dye, the wood. We're going to go with the Rishonim that learned that the day labor itself is part of the Yitzia. Well, here really by wood, there isn't really an investment other than his time. So that's called the Yitzia. Then there is also the improvement. How much is this article worth now? in addition to how much it was it worth when it was just wood. That's called the Shavach. So we see which one is less, and the owner pays him the lesser amount for the robber, so to say, not to benefit. Now he's not Mamash a robber, but he's like a robber. If the improvements is more expensive, is more valuable than the expenses, then the owner of the wood pays them the lesser amount, which will be the Yitzhiya. And the Yitzhiya here will simply be the day, the work. If the expenses are more than the improvements, sometimes it happens. You know, sometimes commodities go down in price. And Taka people, Taka lose money that way. You know, we spoke out on the last year, especially when it comes to colors. Colors today in the Shmata business is connected to fashion, to the season. You know, this color is hot in this season. And sometimes when it's out, you mamash lose money. Okay, and whichever one is less, you give him the less. Now, let's just finish this b'raisa. He pays it to the carpenter, here. Now, the Moedir Abmeir will agree that if someone gives wood, speaking about wood, to a carpenter, and he tells him to make a a nice chair, and he didn't deviate by making a different item. He made the same item 
in an inferior way. And he made an ugly chair. The Gemara is not going to ask here, what's the definition of ugly? The Gemara already asked that question by the dying, and we have to, alone, apply the same concept to a chair. If he told him to make, make a pretty, a beautiful bench, and he made a safsul ka'ur, he made an ugly bench, being that this deviation is not called a full deviation, so he did not acquire it. So even Rav Meir is made to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Obviously, he's not going to get the price that they agreed upon because he made something of lesser quality. What will he have to pay? Whichever one is less, the Yitziah or the Shavach. He gives him the May Shavach. And now we are opening up a amazing sugya. It's really a Hasidish sugya. And it's called, we're going to use the words that Rashi brings the words that the Gemara will use in Ahmed Beis, we'll just introduce it with those words, they are easier. And the question is whether chazusa, whether appearance, is something, is milsa or not. Klal and Hasidus, we have the following words. There's chaymer and there's tzura. So the chaymer is the, 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 the goylem, you know, the thing, the physical material, and the form is already something spiritual. We don't know what tzura without a chaymer. But if one can extrapolate and disconnect one from the other, Tzur is mamash ruchnius, Chaymer is mamash gashmius. When it comes to colors, it's the same concept. Colors are something ruchnius. We know that Alpi Kabbalah, the seven main colors, are simply manifestations, physically, of the seven spheres. Or there are ten colors, and you have in the Ramak has a whole Sha'ar in his Sefer called Sha'ar Hagavanim. So this is very much connected to this topic clear in the Gemara. So Yibayilahu, they ask the following question. Now it's amazing that they ask a question. The application of the question is not so simple. The Gemara is going to go through many lines to understand exactly in what scenario will there be a difference. Until we hit the scenario. So you see that the scenario is lesser important. The concept is important. And here the Gemara introduces this with the following words. Yesh shevach samanim ala tzemar. Does the improvement brought about through the dye, is that considered something substantial, the color? Or does the improvement brought about through the dye not considered something substantial on the, dye, on the wool? Is it something? Is the, is the dye still here? Or is the dye not here? And again, Rashi right away, four lines from the top, yes, shevach, koloimer, Rashi reinterprets this question, right? The fifth line in Rashi, chazusa, appearances. Is it something or is it not? Good. Now, where would such a question affect a monetary law? We're going to have a hard time discovering, but we'll discover. Here in Los Angeles, chazusa milsi. Hey, chidami. Says the Gemara like this, if you're going to tell me that this two-sided inquiry will affect a scenario <coughs> where the <go> excuse me, <coughs> the gazal samanim, if a person stole the herbs from which you make dye, and vidakinu, and he crushed it, he made a shinoi, and usiranhu, and he steeped it in water. He went through the steps in which he made from the raw material dye. And then and then he died in an article. That has nothing to do with this question. 
Because the moment you steal something and you transform it, the rule is, Shinui, we learned in the beginning of the Patek, that's irreversible, you acquire it, and you owe the raw material. The fact that you ground it, the fact that you crushed it and steeped it, you changed it. So of course, you have to return the value of what you stole. Lois says, no, no, no. Sricha, the case of the inquiry is the gazals hamonim shuruyim. You stole already liquid dye. And here we have a very interesting concept. Pnei Yeshua speaks it out on other achreinim. That when something was made to be used as being absorbed in a garment, so taking the dye in the liquid form and then applying it to wool and it being absorbed in the wool is also not considered a shinui. Even though before the dye was liquid and now it's part of something else, it didn't change. It was from the outset meant to be absorbed in things. So my, so what, what, what do we, what's the question? Do we say, Do we say that the dye is still in existence? And the Amar Havli Samonai, the Shaklatinu, that the owner of the liquid can demand of the Ganif, you stole something, give it back to me. Or, that it's not considered something now in existence, and therefore, the Amar Lei, maybe the one who stole it can tell the owner of the die, I don't owe you anything. Because it's not, what I don't owe you anything. So the Gemara says, what do you mean you don't owe anything? How can you even think that if you steal something and you use it, why would you not owe anything? Even if applying the color to something substantial, even if we're going to say that right now the color is not in existence, and on the other hand you didn't make a shinui, so you did not acquire it. So you're trying to argue what you don't owe anything, but you didn't change it, and, and it's not here. But that's your problem. Your thing is not here. Why would I owe you? That can't be. Me, Matsi, Aminalei, Lace, Lock, Midi. the owner of the die, should tell him, Havli Samoy, Samanoi, you took my die, the Afsiditinu. You made it disappear, so you owe me the value of it. So, of course, it has nothing to do whether a person stole die and he used it, whether it'll be Chaif to pay back or not. Of course, he's Chaif to give it back. So El so explains the Gemara. Let me tell you what the question is. That if we say Ein Shavach Samanim Al if the added value that the dye gives to wool is not considered something that exists or something substantial, and therefore Ubai Shalumile, so now this, the Ganav has to give it back. He took something that's no longer here. Or perhaps Yes Shavach Samanim Al even after the dye is used, the dye is still here. So maybe the the robber, tells the owner of the dye that Hamanchi Kamach, okay, I'll give it back to you. And Shaklinu and take it back. So we have to again clarify what about the garment? The question is if he applied the dye on the wool, on a garment, and he gives him back the garment, does that mean that he returned the dye? So the Gemara says, hold on, Shaklinu, how can he give it back to him if the dye is now on a garment? That garment doesn't belong to the owner of the dye. How will he get it? But my Shakli, how can he take it? 
Now, yes, we did learn in the beginning of the Patek, that's how the Gimadal Ahmed Beis, that even after something is dyed, unless it's indigo, certain colors, with suffine, with detergent, you can remove it. But we only use that concept to argue that if you dyed wool, the wool did not really change because it's reversible. So the wool can be freed of the dye. But even when you apply detergent, you save the wool, so to say. You make the wool be back raw wool, but the dye is lost. If you put detergent on the garment and the dye washes out, but you don't get the dye. So the Gemara says, but it's fine. If you're going to apply detergent, it's fine. Yes, detergent can take dye off the garment. But but you didn't return the dye by telling a person, yeah, take detergent, put it on the garment, and take back, and take back your... That doesn't work. So again, what's the nafkemina, whether we say, yes, shavach samanim, or ain't shavach samanim, chazusa milsa, or chazusa lav milsa. So hachabamayaskinan, says the gemara, the kegayin, the gazal, samanim, samanim, the chad. Now we're getting to the point. A ganev stole wool that was, that was raw, and dye that both belonged to the same person. And vitzavei, and the robber used that dye to dye that wool. So a Ghanav stole Reuven's wool and Reuven's dye. And the, and the robber dyed his wool. And now, he's returning the wool. So let's also go back to base. There is an opinion that says that since you can, with detergent, take away the dye from a garment, from shmatas, from material, from wool, so it's not considered a real shinui. So the Gazlan wants to do the mitzvah of returning what he stole. He doesn't give him back the value of the wool because the wool is considered something that was not changed. So he returns Gavaldik, the wool. So now the question is, can the Gazlan tell the owner, I gave you back the wool and I gave you back the dye? If yes, shavach tzemar. What's the words over here? Yes, shavach samanim ala tzemar. Or chazusa milsihi. So he gave him back everything. Because the dye is on the garment. And if the dye is considered something of substance, even though it's on the garment, he gave him back. Or the owner of the wool can say, listen, I take back my wool, but I had liquid dye. You give me back liquid dye. The fact that the dye now is absorbed in the garment, yes, it gives an appearance, it gives a color, but that's not Milsa. That's not Mamasha's dick, Gavaldik. Now we get the question. Do we say, yes, Shavach Samanam Al-Gabat that we do consider the improvement brought about through the dye, we consider that improvement something of substance. So therefore, when the goslin is returning the wool, he's returning the wool and he's returning the dye. The first white line, no, that improvement is not considered something substantial. And therefore, yes, when he returns the garment, he returns the wool, he's returning the wool. That is fulfilling the Heshe Vesakzela on the wool. But he now has to buy new dye. Or give him the money for the dye. So now we found an application to the question whether Chazus Amil here or not. One second. Why don't you simply answer that the Iyakar Le'i Bidimei that since the wool became more valuable, why don't we use a very practical measuring stick? Yes, you have to return that which you stole, the item itself, but let's not diminish the fact that if wool is worth $5, wool that's dyed is worth $7, let at least those $2 count towards the dye. 
even if you're going to say that dye, that chazusa, is nothing, it's nothing of substance, but if it increased the value in the wool, why would it not count, at least for that amount of returning the dye? So the Gemara says it will, but that's providing that the wool has more value. And as we just spoke out, especially when it comes to colors, there are times that you put a color to wool, and not only, sometimes, not only is it not worth more, it's worth less. Mamish. In the garment business, when you have raw material, you have the option to dye it in any color you want. Once it's dyed with the wrong color, if that's not in style, you have to spend money taking out the dye and putting in a new dye. So the Gemara says, the case will be the Zoltzivam, that you know, the, the, the price of dyed wool became cheap. How much like we explained? So we are acknowledging that even if Chazusa Lav Milsihi, if it added money in the wool, then the robber gets to use that money as I'm returning. If it's all the value or part, part returning. But if it doesn't add any value, here on the other side, if chazusa milsa, if yes shevach samanam lagabat semer, then the robber can say, I gave back you, I gave you back your, your die. It's, it's in the wool. Ah, so that's one way of applying the question. It takes time to sit with this. It's like Gavaldi. It's, it's a lost, the, the die lost uh, value. The, the dyed wool, not the dye. The dyed wool lost its value. Doesn't have any added value because of the dye. So that's the question. Chazusa milsi or lad milsi? Or another answer. Kigai, in a very unusual scenario that we find in this question. That someone took dye and he painted a monkey with it. Same scenario. Someone stole Reuven's monkey and he stole Reuven's dye. What was the question before? What's the question? The wool is worth more money. Okay. When you paint a monkey, the monkey doesn't, is not, doesn't have any added value. So now you gave him back the painted monkey. And now, again, that's the question. So do, do you say that Chazusa Milsa, I gave you back the monkey, I gave you back the dye. If Chazusa Lav Milsa, now that the dye is on the monkey, it's nothing. It's just a color. Color is not something of substance. You owe still to pay back for the dye. Why we bring a monkey in here, and we'll have a monkey soon, I think it's connected because, because the, the question whether tsura, that's really the question, whether tsura is something. Chaymer and tsura. For Ruchni is Dika people, for people, of course, appearance is something. But when people become very monkey like, maybe that's why, maybe on them it's, you know, if, it's not, if you can't tan, if you can't touch it, nisht. Okay. So now the Gemara says, Ravina Omar. Ravina is going to give another scenario where we can apply this inquiry. Really, it could be that the wool belongs to one person and the Samanim, the dye, belongs to another person. So, what was the question before? If that's the scenario, of course you have to give back the dye to the person to whom you stole it from. You're not giving him back anything because you needed to give the, the, the material to, to the other person. So the Gemara says like this, that we're not speaking about a case where there is a robber. What happened was, the first Taichanashi invited a monkey, a monkey came, and the monkey doesn't belong to an owner, because if the monkey belongs to an owner, if my animal does damage, the owner is chayif to pay. A monkey from the wild came, and and a monkey came and he took the dye and he put the dye on, the, on, on that wool. So if we say, yes, 
If the added value that the color gave to the wool is considered something substantial, so then the Omar lay, so then the owner of the dye tells the owner of the wool, Havli Samonai, the Gabachninu, give me back my dye, you have my dye. Now obviously he's not going to give him back because he can't, but give me back the value. You owe me something. But if you say, if you say that the added value that color gives is not something substantial, so then the owner of the wool, there's no mazik here. The monkey is a mazik. The monkey doesn't belong to anyone. Question is, can the owner of the dye tell the owner of the wool, you have something that's mine? If then the owner of the wool tells him, I have nothing that's yours. The color is not something, it's a nothing. It's a spiritual thing. I don't owe you anything for it. So that's the question. It resolved the, the, the application of the inquiry. In other words, if someone did it, the Gemara, took, the Gemara said before that even if Chazus says nothing, if I take, God forbid, I steal your dye, and I apply it, I have to give back the dye. There's no, even if Chazus, I took something, that was valuable. So we had to find a scenario, either that everything belonged to the same person, so I'm returning it, or a better scenario, there's no mazik here. No one is guilty, no one, the monkey cannot be taken to a dentator. So the one who caused you to lose your die is someone you cannot run after. But the recipient of the benefit is perhaps someone you can go to and say, my die is on your clothing, pay me for it. And that person says, what's on my clothing is nothing substantial. It's nothing. Yeah, it looks different. It's not, it's it's not his monkey. It's a monkey of the wild. So we learned, one second, so we spoke out in the last year, repeat it again. If I go over to your field without your permission and I add value to your field, then even though you didn't ask me to do it and you don't pay me full market value, we look at whether my Yitzia or rather the Shavach, which one was more, and you have to pay me the lesser amount. You owe me something. If I add value to what something that's yours, you owe me something. Here we're saying that if Chazus Alav Milsi, you owe me nothing. The monkey added value to your garments, to your wool, by using his dye. Do you owe him anything? If Chazus Alav Milsi, you owe nothing. Why? Because what you have is not something that's a Milsi. It takes time to, for this to register. Can if tzura is something substantial, I think that's why the monkey is involved over here. Because for a monkey, it's all about chaymer. People, maybe people here hunger for appearances because people are too megushim. So they need some ruchnias. So the closest thing they can, they can their shayach to is to chazusa, or whatever, whatever the logic is. Is this an objective, uh, you know, situation, or is it subjective? I mean, if he says, "Hey, I wanted," this is a halachic, this is a halachic, I don't know, you have to go back to the Mishnah, that's another scenario. Okay, so Tashimam, so it says the Gemara, let's resolve this, now we're going to start learning, Dinim of Arla, Dinim of Kalayim, we have a Mishnah in Arla, Beget Arla, if a garment was dyed with the peels, with, with a dye that came from the peels of Arla fruit, now Arla fruit is not only Asr Bachila, it's Asr Bahana. And as we see clearly here, that prohibition doesn't only go to the fruit itself, it goes over to the peels of the fruit. And that was used to dye a garment. 
So now what? Says the Mishnah Yidalik. You have to burn the garment. The perfect proof. So what do you see? If Chazusa lav milsehi, if, it, yeah, the dye is absorbed in the wool. What did it add? It added a color, an appearance. If an appearance halachically is lav milsa, then why would you have to burn it? So Alma we see Chazusa milsehi. Says the Gemara, Amar Rava, and let's already speak out. We're going to learn the Taisvis on Daf Kuf Aleph Amid Beis. That's going to suggest that this is not Rava. This is Rabba. And we'll learn the Taisvis inside. So let's go with Taisvis. So Amar Rabba, Rabba says, That yes, by Ottawa, Chazusa Milsi. But perhaps, more than perhaps, Rabba is saying, Ottawa is an exception. By Arla, what counts? Even if it's only a benefit, that is a benefit because it looks different, it looks better. Chazusa, for Arla, it's considered something, but not for anything else. Why? The Tanya. Because it says in Parshas Kedoshim, when the Torah speaks about the Isur Arla, the Pasik repeats three times the word Arla. The Pasik ends with the words, Arelim lo yeyachal. It says, so when the Torah uses the words at the end, don't eat it. How do you know you can't even have benefit? And also, how do you know that you should not use this some color that you extracted from the peels of the fruits to make dye and use it. And Vulayadlik, but you should not use anything of Arla to kindle a fire. Talmud Lamer, Vaaraltem, Arlasa, Espiri, Arelim. See, three times. Loyachel, Larabasis Kulam. But maybe Arla is unique. And again, it makes sense of Aitat. Surah Chaimer. Arla to begin with, something that's Isur, and Isur is something Ruchniazdik. So maybe there, appearance, effects. And the, next, the same thing will go to the next, Tashima, another attempted proof from the din of Shemitah. Also an Isr, that the trader calls, you know, Kedusha. There's Kedusha there. The more Kedusha, in the positive or in the negative, there we're going to see the more appearance makes a difference. Appearance is something Ruchnius, that's something Ruchnius, it affects. Now what's the din by Shemitah? First of all, Shemitah is not like Arla. You can eat the fruits of Shemitah. However, firstly, it belongs to everyone. It's not yours. Number one, let's speak about two prohibitions that Rashi holds. One explains the other. You're not allowed to do business with produce of Shemitah. You can't do schayra with peda Shemitah. Why? The way Rashi explains. Because when it comes to the produce of Shemitah, do you know when you can eat it? As long as that type of produce is still matsui basada. And we'll learn many dinam on another time that they divided Israel into three medinas. It has to be Matsi in your region. That if in your region this is still in the fields, available for wild animals, then you can keep it in your house. The moment it's no longer available, then you have to do what's called Bi'ur. You have to be Mevairit. Now there's a Machlekes Rishonim. Let's quote the main sources, Rambam and Toysvis and many others. There's a Machlekes Watrashi holds. Rambam holds, Bi'ur means that when it's no longer found in the fields, you have to burn it. Toysvis holds, you don't have to burn it, it's enough for you to take it out and be mafkerit. Now, imagine, if I'm going to do schayda with peda shemitah, this is how it works. If this is peda shemitah, if I sell it, this still remains holy, meaning when this item is no longer in the fields, this has to get destroyed. But on top of that, the money that I got also got the kedush of shemitah. 
Now that money, if I buy produce, we learned this in the way in the beginning. So the money, since it wasn't the beginning and it's not the end, the money is now chulen. But the fruit that I bought with money that I got from Peter Shemitah has Kedusha Shemitah. And therefore, when the fruit is not Matsui Basada, I, I cannot eat that biur, whether it is to burn or whether it is to be mafkir. So that, the Rashi learns that's why you can't do schayda with, with Peter Shemitah. Because when you do business, you're going to end up with something that came from the money that is bound to whether it is Matsui Basada, and no one knows about that. So let's read the Brais. So it says in the Brais, the is if you have a garment that was dyed with dyes that came from the shells of fruit, and I'm emphasizing fruit because we'll see today that the bark or wood of Shemitah we'll see in the Gemara is not necessarily bound by the laws of Shemitah. We'll get to that in a moment. And to these prohibitions, whether you have to do biur, whether you can do business, but klipeshvias, you have fruits, you took the peels, you may die, don't die. And if you dye the garment, again, you're dolik. Okay? Now, don't forget, the difference will be, you're dolik because when you dye wool, as long as this fruit is matzi basada, you don't have to be, you don't have to burn the garment. But you have to burn the garment because dye will outlast a lot more than that fruit being matzi basada. Now, we're going to learn on Ahmed Bey's that sometimes dyes are made from things that are always matzi basada. And that actually could be used because it's never going to run out. There will never be an obligation of beer. But in the scenario where you make the dye from a fruit that at, it's seasonal, and sooner or later there won't be matzi basada, there'll be a chiyuv to do beer. And that chiyuv continues on the dye, on the garment, so burn it. Same thing. If chazus alav nilsihi, if now that the dye gets absorbed in the wool, what do you have from the dye? The appearance. If appearance, if tsura below chaymer is not considered chaymer, no, it's chelik elakami mal mamish. Can the elaka become mamish? Sounds weird, but that's what it, that's what it is. But if you're going to say that it it's not substantial, why would you have to burn it? So nacharaya that chazusa milsa. And again, the Gemara says you're right by shmiz chazusa milsa. But you can't learn from here to any other place. Shani Hasam, because the Pasik says, a Pasik in Bahar, when it says Kodesh Tihiya, the words Tihiya means Bahaviyosati, it should always remain. Interesting that Hashem's name, the Yudke Vavke, has the same concept. It's always. Hashem is always. So since there's a Pasik Tihiya, that always remains, even if it's only in now, in a form of appearance. And more than that, you can argue, now that you have a Pasuk by Arla, and you have a Pasuk by Shviz, there's another rule, that Shneik Suvim Haboim Ki'echad Eim But be that as it may, we were unable to resolve the question. Now, now you'll see why... I would argue, first of all, it's Pesukim, and, and again, the logic would be that if the Torah teaches you one, one place, and that place can teach you for the rest of the Torah, why did Hashem have to write it in each place? That will be the normal way that we approach it. So it's dafka in those two cases. Even though it's not going to be that way, the maskana. That's what we're saying right now. Well, I'm just adding those words. No one, what we're saying is, is that you can't prove it from Arlo or from Shviz because there's the, a special pas. Now, here, Rava Rami, and we're going to learn the traces in a moment. If, if Rava was the one that said all this, then it doesn't make sense what Rava's going to ask. He already addressed it. So as we'll see, what we addressed before the attempted answers were from Rabbah. And now comes along Rava and he asks the following contradiction. That, nah, it says in a Mishnah, that if you dye a garment with the, with the um, 
dye that came from the clipa of fruits of Arla, you don't like you have to set it to fire. And Alma, obviously, you see, Chazusa Milsi, that Amini and Rava now is going to ask that I'll find you another halacha where you see Chazusa Lav Milsi. So that's where Toysva says, huh? if, if, if Rava was the one that pointed out that Arla is unique because there is a Pasik, Arla three times, why is he bringing in from another din? Is a haraya, Toysva says on top. We, we cannot do that. He changes the version. That must have been Rava, and this is Rava. Now, what's the other din? Gavaldik. There's a din that a, that a corpse. From a Jew, we pass like the Rashbi, gives off Tomas oil. And not only does a Jewish corpse give off Tomas oil, meaning that if the corpse is under a covering, anything under the same covering, people or utensils will become Tomei, even if some of the corpse, and we learned so many dinim, one of the parts of a corpse that gives off Tomas oil, uh, oil is a quarter of a loig, a revis of dam, that left the body after it died. A revis dam is matama oil. So what happens? There was a Revi's dam that was absorbed in the floors. The floors then were earthen floors. It got absorbed in the ground. Now the, earth, the floor looks red. So in one, it says in, in one place, Habayis Tamei. By the way, Habayis doesn't mean the bias. It means house is real estate. doesn't become Tamei. Anything under the roof that's movable becomes Tamei. So, so like it's, we take a break. And the Gemara says, but in another place it says the house is tar. So the Gemara just clarifies Both statements are correct. When the blood spilled, as we'll see, after it's absorbed in the ground, even though the ground is red, nothing will become tummy. So the, the, the Tana that says that everything in the house is tummy is speaking about a case where the utensils were there while the blood got spilled, before it got absorbed in the ground. There, there was Mama Shereviyas of Dam. Ha, the Braisa, the Tana that says that the utensils in the house are pure, those are the utensils that were brought into the house after it got absorbed. The only question is, who cares if it's absorbed? Since it absorbed Ereviyas of Dam, if Chazusa Milsi, you still have the appearance of red from Ereviyas of Dam, it should still be Matami. Ha, Likewise, continues the, the Mishnah there, that Nivla Abixus, Fariviyas Dam got absorbed in a garment. So the question is again, now it's absorbed in the garment. How do we view it? We'll see or not. So says the Mishnah Rayin, we see the following. If when you wash this garment, an entire Revias comes out, then we say it's not absorbed, it's still there. Then it's Tameya. And how do you make that test? Machloikis, let's just speak out. The Rashi says very simple. Take a bucket, fill it up with water, and mark where the water came to. Use that, you know, amount of water to wash out the garment. Wash out the garment, you wring the garment, and see how much higher did the level go. And if it goes more, if it goes up an additional revis, that means that the revias was not fully absorbed in the garment by the fact that you can wring it out. But the imlav, but if you cannot wring out the whole revias, then it's tar. So the contradiction is, why is it tar? Okay, you can't wring it out. If chazusa milsa, then it should be metama, even though you can't wring it out. It's in the garment. The garment was under the roof. The garment has in it the revias of dam, gavaldik. And here, Rava doesn't hold of Rava. Rava doesn't hold that Orla is different. So it's a contradiction to which Rav Kahana answers. And Rav Kahana is accepting the opinion that Chazusa is Milsa. 
So now the question will be, why is it by the din of Tuma that the, the Beged will not be Matama if you can't wring out all of the blood? Chazusa Milsa. So Rabkana says that Mishnah is speaking about a case where the blood is only going to give off Tuma Midrabanan, which is very common. Because as we mentioned, blood only is Matama Berevis if it left the corpse after the person died. When a person today does the mitzvah of donating blood, they can give more than a revius, it doesn't give off any tumor. Now when a person, God forbid, gets stabbed or bleeds out and that's the way the person dies, there is going to be a blood that is called, according to our Gemara, Dam Tevusa. Dam Tevusa means you don't know whether all of the blood came out or there's at least a revius that came out after the person died. Maybe the blood came out before the person died. So that blood is only giving off tumor, only midrabanan. That's why we say that if you cannot wring it out of the garment, it doesn't give off tumas mace. Because it's dam tevusa derabanan. This is a leniency that we learned here. Because only bidam tevusa, that's midrabanan. But really, if it would have been certainly blood that left a person after they died, chazusa milsihi. Now what you have a lot of the place I'm speaking about, which is fascinating, that even though we talk say Chazusa is Milsa, which is Gavaldik, because we want to bring Ruchnius down, something is already here, it appears, it's already here. What happens if a person paints a lulav? These were the questions. They asked the Shvusyak if there was a lulav merchant, that the lulavim were kosher, but they didn't look green, they looked like they're brown. They painted them. So he says, even though chazusa milsa, it's not milsa enough for you to say that it's not a lulav. He says that the lulav is good. Same thing as with schach. They do it today for sure. Today that we have the mat schachs, maybe they painted it to make it look nicer. Doesn't matter, even though chazusa milsa. Okay, let's go right. Now, Rava Rami, now that we brought up dinim of Shemitah. So Rava asked the following contradiction. You know, Taras and Zeroyim, are two areas that there's no Talmudan, Talmud Bavli. So it's important, that's why every now and then, they squeezed in a little bit of these dinim to get some Gemara on it. So we're learning dinim in, 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 uh, in Zeroyim. So Rav Rami, Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah and Shviz, that Mimin Hatzavuim, when we learned the Mishnah and Ahmed Aleph, we spoke out the following, that food for people, food for animals, or even if you're making dye from produce that grew on Shviz, the Isur of not using it is only because eventually that produce will not be Matzi Basada. And we're connecting one with the other. Even for do business. I can't do business because the Kedusha will be transferred to the money, which will then get transferred on the final product. It always remains in the first product and in the last product. And the moment that item is not Matzi Basada, that has to be Fadbiurt. Whether it is Larambam, burn it, or Lutaiswis, make it Hafkir. And the, the person won't know that. Now, if you have a food item for people, for animals, or dyes that come from something that will always be matzi basada, then you don't got a, then you don't have a problem. So the Mishnah is enumerating that mimin hatzavuyim from amongst the dyes that always endure in the ground that always remain matzi basada. I take that back, the types of dyes that are not always matzi basada. So now we're going to enumerate svichei satim v'kaitzah. Svichem makes sense. If you're saying that something is not matzi basada, that means you have to plant it every season. So how did it grow on, Shv- on Shemitah? 
if it's something that needs to be constantly. So it must be that it was an aftergrowth. So if you have an aftergrowth of satim is fatajt in English, safflower. Google it. Koitza means woad. Google it. So if you have these products that are not always in the field, since they're not matzli basada, yesh lehem shviis, ulodameim shviis, the prohibition, the kadusha, which affects, you can't do business with it. And if you did business with it, then that kadusha goes over to the money that you earned. And if that money bought something else, it goes over to that something else. And when that item will no longer be found in the fields, yesh lehem bir, ulodameim bir. The original item will have to be destroyed. The final thing that you have with the money that was exchanged has to be destroyed. So you can't, the kids are, the Mishnah is saying, you cannot make dye from satim and kites. These are not flowers, this is actually wood. It's considered wood. So now, asks the Gemara, hold on. Even though this is not really a food, this is not coming from the peel of a fruit. This is in the category of wood. So here you see that, yeah, even woods, if it's a type of wood that has to be planted, and it only is in the field for a certain amount of time, and then it gets consumed, or it gets rotten, it falls, and therefore it's included in the prohibitions of Shemitah, so the Shemitah on Eitzim, I have a contradiction. It says in Abraisa, Ali Konim, leaves of cane reeds, or Ali Gfanim, leaves of grapevines, Shegibavan, that a person gathered on Shemitah, Bachavei, in hiding, in other words, he's gathering it to store it, Alpanei Asada from the field, gathering it to use it, we keep on mentioning, there's nothing wrong with using the produce of Shviz when it's Matzib Asada, as long as you don't take it like the owner. But here the guy is gathering it to store it, so says the, the Brais of the following, these items, Aligfanim, Aligfanim, your Kavana is key. If Likton La'achila, if you gathered it for food, by the way, this is not people food. In the days of the Braisa, it's animal food. Like today, you'll see soon they'll be selling leaves. And you'll pay a lot of money for it over here in the Whole Foods. But if it was gathered for food, for behemoths, since it was gathered for food, that's why Yesh Behemishim Kedusha Shviz, it's included in, the, in Kedusha Shviz. So you can't do Uschayda. You gathered it, the moment it's not Matzi Basada, you got to be Mavayirit. But if from the outset you gathered it for firewood, so nothing to do with Bava Kama here, but here the question is, does wood that grow on Shemitah, woods that are on the fields in Shemitah, whether they, are they included in the Shemitah prohibitions or not? Stira, right? If you speak about you can't use dyes from woods. Is a haray it is. And here, if you gathered it for firewood, it's not included. So Mishane, so answered Rava, Amar Kram, that again in the Pasik, referring to Peter Shviz in Parshas Bahar, it says, Shabbos Ha'aretz Lochem La'achla. So La'achla teaches you, look at this concept, that when do we amplify the prohibitions and the Kedusha of Shemitah? Only for items that are at least like food. What's the food that you benefit? The benefit of food coincides with its consumption. When do you benefit from food? When you consume it. So the benefit and the consumption comes at the same time. And that excludes firewood, because firewood was primarily used to bake or to cook. So what happens is you take the wood, you burn it. First it burns up, it's a big fire. 
people don't use it then for cooking or for baking because the fire is out of control. Then after the wood is burnt up, it turns into coals. And those coals simmer for a very long time consistently. The coals then, the heat from the coals I used to, to bake or to cook. So it was already consumed. So the, consume, the consumption and the benefit don't come at the same time. So it's not the law of law. That you, you benefit from it, the baking, after it was already consumed. So first of all, the Gemara says, is that the case on all the woods? You have oily wood that people used to use for a torch. And by a torch, you want the bigger the fire, the better. And while it's being consumed, you're getting Hanah. The Hanah the Yerim Shavin. So it says that there's a rule. And that Stam Eitzim Meaning, a, a principle, that wood, majority of a wood is going to be used for firewood, for fueling, cooking. So it's not for heat and not for light. And let's read the Rashi inside. And not primarily to give light. And therefore, since the, the woods that the second Brisa was talking about, Sorry, when it comes to normal woods, there's no Kedusha Shviz on it. But when it comes to the first Braisa, we were speaking about getting dye from the, from the aftergrowth of salt flour. Those are primarily used Litzviya. Hilka chal alayu Kedusha. Therefore, when do you benefit from dyes? When you use it. You add a liquid. You're losing it when it's going into the wool. So dyeing is something that the consumption and the benefit come at the same time. So therefore, the Braisa tells you that dyes that are made from satim, dyes that are made from koitza, you can't use. Because that is included in Kedusha Shviz. The other Braisa that's speaking about firewood, if it's mamish, firewood, firewood, stam a piece of a tree, a bark, stam etzim lahasakaninu. And therefore, there's no issue. However, when it comes to Ali Khanim and Ali Gafanim, says Rashi, since these leaves, yesh, write the fourth line, some people use it for food. And some people use it for firewood to warm up your ovens, to bake and to cook food. Hilkach, here, when something is used with, for a dual, dual purpose, then basar machsheves likitas linen. What counts is the kavana of the picker. And that's why the Brayse said over there, liktan la'achila asr, liktan la'asaka is going to be moter, gewaldik, to be continued.